Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I am Bethany Evans, and this is my co-host, Erin Pruitt. We are so excited to welcome you to our show. Woo-woo, our very first episode where we are committed to offering inspiring, insightful content that awakens your mind, body, and spirit as a transformative experience, which is why we're called an experiential podcast. Yes. I am so excited because this topic is all about Bethany and our topic today with our special master in tarot is how do you do tarot readings, oracle readings, and we're going to talk from like the history to even all the way how to help all of you as our listeners, like a beginner's guide. Like how do I start using these suckers? So yay. Thank you, Bethany, for being the first guest and host and everything else with the mostest um, for our first show. So with that, I want to know, first, can you, how do you say, is it tarot? Is it tarot? Tomato? Tomato? Like, you and I even say it differently. Right. I know. I even started saying tarot, even though that's not how I say it. Tarot is how I say it. Honestly, it is, I think it's just, everyone has a different perspective, right? So, I don't know where you first heard that, but that's where you heard it. That's what sounds right when it comes out of your mouth. Like the, you know, so I don't see either is right or wrong. It's just the way you pronounce it. The the English language is so effed up anyway. So it's like. (laughs) So we can't say it wrong. And I, at least you can spell it. That's a new thing for me. Right. It's spelled the same. Yeah. I mean, we're good. So I say tarot, you say tarot. It -hmm. means the same thing in our book. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Okay. All right. So tell us how, like, what's your background? How did you become a tarot reader? Or tarot reader. Yeah. So um, through YouTube, actually. So, which is like super random. I was um, searching for like relationship advice, like what's going on right now in my life. Cause I was in a marriage that I wasn't sure if I was going to stay in. I came across a blog of a woman. She had already had this established YouTube channel where she was reading tarot cards mm-hmm. and she was all about like twin flames. And maybe we'll get into that as a topic. Ooh, yeah. I'm not going to get into it now, but, um, and it, that immediately resonated with me and everything she was saying in her tarot card readings just resonated with me so deeply. Like it felt like she was picking up on my situation. So I just became fascinated. I started watching her religiously and then watch started, you know, eventually like got drawn to other YouTube readers and realized it was a big world, right? I'd never really learned about that before. I'd never seen them before. I found it fascinating. And then eventually it wasn't, I probably did that for a good six to eight months before I actually bought my own deck. Actually, Yeah. Did I buy a, yeah. Okay. So I bought an adaptation of the original and we'll go into that with the history um, Mm -hmm. tarot deck and then just started reading for myself. And it was something I still wasn't sure about. Right. I was like, I don't know, this feels kind of weird. I had to, I was still learning. I literally had to watch, listen and watch like a PowerPoint on like how to listen to your intuition. How do identify (laughs) what your intuition is? Right. Because I had no idea. And I didn't realize that in a lot of areas of my life, I had suppressed it, especially mm. when it comes to really more so with relationships. Um, like with listen, all relationships or romantic, are you saying? Um, in all relationships, okay. because I grew up in like a codependent family. So it was like, mm. I gave up myself to make other people happy, that kind of thing. Um, I became what everyone else needed me to be so that they wouldn't, you know, they'd be happy. So 
so all relationships. Um, and then if you listen to our intro, I like, it wasn't really like that with my career. Like there were some things in my intuition that were super strong, like which direction to go for early childhood, you know? Um, but then with other things, it was just like completely non-existent. So <laughs> it was like learning about intuition and what it was like, was really big for me. At the I time. tell clients all the time, just know that we're all human. We might kick yeah. ass in one area of our life mm-hmm. that, and others, as you look like, God, they have it so together, like their yeah. relationship and their marriage and their family. And then they're like sucking at work or vice versa. So yeah. I yeah. totally get you. What you're yeah. Saying. Yeah. Relationships are the one thing that I had to continuously work at to not fall into the old patterns. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but so yeah, I, I, eventually was like guided, like, Hey, you should start posting on Instagram. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Like I was just, I felt so out of my comfort zone. Like people are going to think I'm crazy. I don't even know if this is real or right or whatever. Like, where is this coming from? Where, how am I just free writing this and it's coming out? And then it's so funny. Cause sometimes I'll go back to like older posts that I've done on Instagram and I mm. read it and I'm like, Oh my God. Like if I were like reading somebody else's shit, I'd be like, dang she sounds actually pretty smart like she yeah. actually knows what she's talking about but at the time I'm like this is so stupid <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> anyways that's how I've had to get over my fear of um tapping it like I noticed I'm a channel right like I'm mm-hmm. just like a vessel for whatever wants to come through and that's what I channel with the the tarot cards that's also why I use them because it actually gives me a focal point so sometimes you know you can just like say shit like you're so you're so skilled at this Aaron where you're like secure enough in it to say I'm getting this without mm-hmm. having to use like cards like sometimes the cards like are needed for me to like confirm what it is I'm feeling or what I'm Oh, I totally get it. So, or yeah. I will pull out cards and we'll talk about like different between oral <clears throat> tarot, tarot cards mm-hmm. when th- my clients disagree and I want to yeah. go see. Yeah, see? yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, oh, I'm feeling, I'm not so beyond, but I, it's. Yeah. It's well, no, but still, it's, but it is funny. It's like, I notice it. So when I do a client with, or a client, a session with a client. When you do a client. Tell when them I do that. a client. Sh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't do any of my clients, I swear, <laughs> <laughs> just to put that on record. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, anyway, no, yeah, right. Um, I have, yeah, I mostly have women as my clients. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't do that. I know, but I decided like, I am not, that's not, I just don't swing that way. Swing it's that not way, that yeah. I have anything against it. I just really like penis. So <laughs> I just, um, uh, Anyways. One of our commitments is being real yes. and organic. So they're getting our real and organic. So this is right. Perfect. And I even held back a little bit because oh, you I did? would have said dick instead of penis. Oh. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is what you get. So um, was I saying? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll invite my clients to talk, right? So like, hey, what, what do you want to focus on? Do you have a question, a specific mm-hmm. area in your life that you're, you're needing clarity on? That's usually what people come to me for is like, they're going through a transition or they're trying to make a decision. Um, they're not sure what's actually, they're just, they're feeling confused. They want some yeah. clarity and some guidance. So what happens is I will shuffle just because it's like a habit, you know, like as I'm sitting there, they're talking, mm-hmm. I shuffle, cards will fall out. They'll go on, we'll, we'll start talking. They'll tell me what's happening. And I'll say, oh, well, that makes sense because these cards already fell out, right? And it's the exact, yeah. basically, story that they were just telling me in the cards. And being someone that's been read by you, mm-hmm. I swear to God, cards fly out. I mean, yeah. I've watched it. I've seen you do it. I'm like, yeah. I pull cards and they don't fly out like they do with you. You're like, do this. And I swear, you're just, they're in your hand. And like two go 
popping yep. up and over and I'm like, yeah. and you just pick it up and you're like, right. I guess those want to be red. Yeah. Those and it, I have to do it that way because I feel like I'm controlling it if I do it a different way. Mm. And the way that I've had to really surrender is to realize that, and to be able to do this in general is to realize that I am meant to do this. Mm-hmm. I am not my ego has to get out of the way, right? Yeah. Like I'm not controlling it. I'm not, it's not an ego boost for me. There's messages that need to come through and I'm simply the channel for which those messages come through. Yeah. So that's why I have to do it that way. Otherwise mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, there's sometimes where like cards will stick out, like I'll shuffle it and then like, or like I can feel like it's so, it's real hard to explain. I can feel like it's, it's basically like talking to me, like pick yeah. me, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Right. And I can see it poking out and I'm like, okay, this one wants to come out. Um, totally. Yeah. So, so how, if I wanted to use to jump in here, mm-hmm. if I wanted to use tarot, like, cause one of the things most, a lot of our listeners are going to want to engage their intuition deep in it. Yeah. Um, what, how, just in your own viewpoint, how could I use tarot to deepen my own intuition and enhance that process as a tool? Well, first, you're going to have to learn the essential meanings of each card. So there's a lot of symbolism, numerology, and um, just like there's so many elements to the cards. Like you're, you would first have to study it. So the, and everyone's different, right? So some people mm-hmm. would maybe want to take a course. There's a bunch of courses that you can take on how to read tarot, which is basically just learning what each card means. And it's just through repetition too. So the reason that I learned about it was because I just watched like hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours and hours of people on YouTube yeah. reading the cards. And then, you know, the cards would come out, they'd say what the meaning was of the card and then they'd have their own spin and interpretation of it too. Mm-hmm. Also each deck is all so different that there's different images and and Mm. so you'll get different feeling flavors from it even if it's the same like card you know so there's always like an underlying essential foundation to Mm -hmm. each card but then it's uh, the way your intuition comes into play is by saying like what you notice what what are you being drawn to so say you're drawn to the number in it or you're drawn to and i'll this will happen when i get the cards out and i do a reading in a bit but And sometimes I pull up a card that, you know, a deck I've been using for years and I get a completely brand new, like I notice something completely brand new from it. And I'm like, I've never noticed that before, but I'm getting this message from it. Um, So I'd say it would first start with however you study, like you have to study, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To learn it. And there's, there's books. I mean, I I have like- She's an Aquarius. So of course you (laughs) have to study. I'm a Libra. Blind by the seat of your pants. Well, I feel but like I, I get... did both of those things. Yeah, okay, though. so it's a little bit of both. <laughs> right, you have to do both because you have to. It's not like st- not strict. Like there are people who are like, this is the traditional way to read tarot, and you can't do it any other way. Like the thing that I do intuitive tarot reading. So I yes, there are the essential meanings. Like nothing, nothing about numerology is going to change. Right, that's universal. Mm. It's so yeah. it's like about looking at the universal meanings. Like then there's the suits, which are there's four suits, and that they represent the elements in um, earth. So air, fire, water, and earth. Mm-hmm. Um, those things aren't going to change. Right. Um, those are all universal things that we can relate to. And so I guess that's really what it is. It's like it's a universal tool that brings all of us together in some way. We've all experienced the energy of each card in some way in our life, whether that's, but it's not necessarily going to be the same experience for each of yeah. us. Right. But totally energy is still the same the, you know, and we all just yeah. have our own narrative, our own perspective of it. So here's the question I have is, okay. So if I'm using Tarot, why is it, can you tell us a little bit about like where it comes from and why does it have that? Honestly, when I hear 
Tarot, I mean, I, I'm going to share that I grew up um, Catholic, right? So I okay. went to Catholic school. So, my, the, you know, things that weren't lined up to Catholicism even were considered potentially devilish. But I didn't really prescribe to that. But over time, when I heard Tarot, it almost, to me, had that kind of voodoo, that little bit of yeah. Naughty, right? Side. Um. So, could you maybe just kind of like share with us, like, where's Tarot come from, and where did it get turned in that direction? Like, something's wrong here. It's yeah, a, a yeah. Naughty tool. Well, to, I think just because for one, it started like way back in the 15th century. So, like back then, mm. we didn't have video and cell phones mm. to like record shit, right? So, yeah, things get interpreted and passed down. So, it's always going to be a little bit skewed in terms of like, we don't know if this is truth or not, or like where it actually Mm. came from, right? Everyone has their own interpretation of it. But uh, so there's so many different stories surrounding where it actually came from. So like the earliest that, so I'm going to get my notes out, Erin. No problem. Get the notes out. Okay. (laughs) I made a lot of notes. And she has to, it's like a podcast um, PowerPoint is happening right now. Yes. Well, so because, for it. <laughs> because I personally didn't really learn about the history of it before, you know, I didn't um. necessarily care that much. <laughs> well, I mean, we- I don't know. I mean, I have books and I've read, I read the books. Right. But it was just like, I was like, mm, like, okay, like, just get to how you do it. Like, <laughs> no, because there's something, I totally get it because I did forget to tell you that when I started as an intuitive in the psychic class, mm-hmm. he's like you, and he was like, you, you use Oracle cards. And I was like, he's like, you have them. And he knew. And I was like, I do. I had a couple of decks and he's like, you need it. You use it. Like you just barked at me. And I was like, oh, no. like yeah. but I remember feeling like, um, I didn't give a shit where they yeah. came from. Right. They felt like if, you know, when you're just a natural attraction, exactly. I like the truth, like seeing yes. them, I was like, there's truth in this. And I exactly. know how. And so I, so they just, yeah, Hopefully it's like you and I, how our intuitions were just like, hey, this is for you. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to do. So totally. it is cool to like read about it now that I'm super into it and it makes sense. Okay. And I've noticed that like, that's generally how I learn about things too, is like, I'll just jump in and start learning about shit. And mm. then later we'll be guided to like, hey, this is more information yeah. that will help you. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So even as I was by women. Do we know that? I'm j- um, a man. and well, Okay. So, so, okay. Like I said, there's so many s- s- different stories surrounding it that there's mm-hmm. like really difficult to confirm, but like the strongest connection comes from Italy. So that, um, there, let's see, there's a river in, in Northern Italy called the tarot without the T at the end. Okay. Um, which could have been where it originated, but no one really knows for certain. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until the 18th century that it became like used in the esoteric world. And when I say esoteric, that means like the very select few, right? That's like um, what secret societies are kind of known oh, as, right? Yeah. Esoteric. And so that's, I think, where it comes from because what happens, oh, but uh, actually, okay, so let me back up. The 15th century was like, they. it was said that it was like for royal families, like it was just entertainment, it, you know? Mm. So it was adapted from a deck of cards because it has suits and court cards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a deck of playing cards. So it was said that it was at first entertainment. Um, and then it wasn't until the 18th century that two French occultists redefined the ancient Egyptian origins of the tarot. So they saw it as like an ancient esoteric uh, wisdom transcribed by the Egyptian god Thoth. Is it Thoth? Mm. Is that how you say oh. it? 
Um, yeah. So that's, I think where it comes from too, is like a lot of mythology, you know, and, mm. and that, um, so, but then later the groups, um, I guess there's one called the order of the golden dawn, um, in great Britain developed the idea further in 1887, um, sourcing its information from various spiritual teachings and philosophies, such as like the Kabbalah. Um, and then other ones mm. I haven't heard of, which are Rosicrucianism and Hermeticism. I don't know what those are, <laughs> but look them up if you're interested. I might after this. Um, and so then among those members of that were Arthur Edward Waite and Pamela Coleman Smith, who are the ones who he developed the first, the, what is now the majority of the decks are adapted from. It's called the Rider Waite Smith tarot deck. Um, okay. That's like the original. And so she's the, she's the, Pamela was the, um, the, sorry, the artist of it. So she created okay. the images. He, I think, developed everything else. Um, so yeah, so now that's most people use that still today, right? Like they just kind of enhanced it. I have mm -hmm. one called like the universal weight. It's just like the images are a little bit more colorful and a little bit more kind of defined. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially the same as that, the writer Waite Smith. Um, so that was in 1909, I believe. Okay, so but then in the early 20th century, um, that's when it started being seen more popular in like the Hollywood you know, era of like oh, movies okay. and stuff. And that like the, the portrayal of the fortune telling gypsy, like I'm yeah. going to tell you your future, you're going to die. And this person's going to come into your life, that kind of thing. Um, so that was more, you know, just for drama for the, the effect mm. of, of um, uh, movies and, and media. Yeah. And I even remember I was watching, um, what's it called? The Wizard of Oz. Uh -huh. And, and do you remember in the beginning, have, I know the last time you saw that movie, but uh, she goes and she sees that guy who's like, um, he has like the crystal ball and he's like, kind of like manipulating her by like, he, he, he sees, he takes a picture out of her, uh, bag while, or her basket while she has her eyes closed and then like starts saying things based on like the picture, you know what I'm saying? So oh, it was like okay. this like idea that we manipulate somehow, yeah. right. It, which I get, like, I mean, I guess I can understand it can happen. That. It can happen, but, but it gives us, gives us a bad rap, right? Like, I'm not yeah. like, I ask for information. Yes, but I'm not doing it to like, just get money from you or manipulate you or, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or like have some totally. kind of power over you. Um, but then in the 1960s, there was a woman named Eden Gray who wrote the tarot and uh, the tarot. Wait, did I write that right? There's a book. Wait, sorry. I don't think I wrote it down right, but there's two books she wrote, the tarot revealed and mastering the tarot, which influenced now the modern is view of tarot as it has influenced readers today um mm. so that got kind of it was like debunking and like moving away from the gypsy and then also the secret society too because um secret societies were also known to be using the tarot in their like mm. you know secret occultist stuff yeah um so the like the, the whole gypsy thing and then the secret society thing were like the two main ones until like the 1960s when she wrote these two books and then that kind of influenced like the modernization of it and then there was another woman named Rachel Pollack in, in the 1980s. She uh, published 78 Degrees of Wisdom, which um, had two like in-depth volumes of the study of the cards, which included the esoteric, esotericism, the numerology, mythology, and the psychology behind it. So I think she brought mm. in that more like um, transformational piece to it that, that most people yeah. use today. Um, and then there's Mary Kay Greer published Tarot for Yourself, which teaches how to read the cards for personal insight and psychological transformation um so that was both in the 1980s and so i feel like then that's like the most recent kind of uh 
markers of where it is used and how it's used now, which is where I'd say that's more relevant for me. How I use it is personal insight and psychological transformation. Mm. So that's a little history. Thank you for the history. I feel like you're welcome. Next time I'm gonna make you do drunk history. Oh my God. I love that show so much. (laughs) And then you're gonna be like, 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 oh my God. High history. We could start a show called high history. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. You know, that's going to go in our, our idea bank. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's going to make me do it. There's some stuff that we're going to be doing that I'm, I'm still freaking out about. So I'm glad that you're going first. It's fine. It'll be (laughs) fine. You'll survive. (laughs) Okay. So now that we know a little bit of the history, I'm Uh curious. So one of the things we want to do is that our listeners get a chance of like, if, what is a beginner's guide? Like what are things should they pay attention to? know if they want to begin to investigate, learn, play uh-huh. with uh, Tarot. So can you kind of highlight that for us? Yeah. So like I said, I mentioned earlier, it's just learning the different elements of it. So first it would probably be, you know, the, um, the oh my gosh, the suits. So there's hmm. the suit of wands, which represents the element of fire. And so then there's an ace through 10, and then there's a, a page, knight, king, and queen. And so those, all of those, the ace through 10, and then the court cards all are in all of the suits. And there's four mm-hmm. different suits. So that's how it's broken down. Um, and so then there's uh, the, uh, what's it called? Swords, which represent the element of air. Okay. And then there's pentacles, which represent the element of earth. And then cups, which represent the element of water. And the and, pentacles are like, look like coins, right? Yes. Everything yeah. looks like. All right. Earth energy. Yeah. So it generally has to do with anything in the physical world. So that's usually like career, money, job, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, you know how earth signs are very, they're like physical. money, physical, very what's m- right in front of driven, you. very money yeah. driven too. Yeah. What's right in front of you. anything you can like see or I mean, anything you can touch really. Right. And yeah. that can physically create. Would you really say earth signs are more money driven than the other signs? Water signs are, I think the least money driven, but yes. that's just my little. I'd say so. I, I, I think so only because I feel like it probably just makes them feel comfortable to have that stability, oh, right? Like that so safety. Okay, yes, so they yeah. derive their safety from having money because what do you need? You basically need money in our world to survive, right? You have to have money. Otherwise you can't have yeah. shelter. You can't have food, water, all of our basics that we need. So. Okay. And just so I you think. all know, earth signs, astrology wise, mm-hmm. are um, Capricorns, Taurus and Virgos. Yes. And so if you're one of those, you <laughs> might, that might resonate for you. Just so yeah. You know. And then what I, so then air signs and it, so Aaron's like, she's really great at astrology. I still, I just dabble my feet in there, but, um, air signs are Gemini, Libra and Aquarius. You are a Libra. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're an Aquarius. I'm an so. Aquarius. That's why we get along so I well, know. but also my moon is in Libra. So uh, <laughs> I don't have anything in Aquarius, which makes me such not a rebel. Oh, man. That's why I have to like glom on to you. I know. That's okay. Hop and on. Fires- Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then fire signs are uh, Sagittarius, Aries, and Leos. Yes. And then lastly, we've got the water signs, which are Ooh. Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. I went out of order, yes. but you know what I mean? Yeah. So we are definitely, you'll be hearing us reference astrology because I can't not reference astrology. Yeah. 
So astrology is like, you know, yeah, in, in, in the, the, the tarot kinda. too. And then there's like, so we, there's, then there's the major arcana and the minor arcana. Okay. So the minor arcana are, are the- What does arcana um, mean? What is that? That's the, yeah, I'm going to look up the, I have a definition that I forgot oh, okay. to write down, right, but I'm going to read it to you. Um, so the minor arcana makes up the um, ace through 10 and all of the suits. So all of the okay. four suits and all the ace through 10 and court cards, that's the minor arcana. I'm just gonna bend down and grab my book real quick. Okay, she's as she bends down <laughs> and grabs okay. her book. I love this book because it has like the what glossary. book is it that you're referencing? It is um, Tarot for Beginners. You can. Uh, I'm all holding it up yeah. so you can see it, but um, you guys can't see it. So I guess, Arcana, I see it. Yeah, it's pretty is, big. Yeah, a secret or mystery. So that's basically what it so is. A so, major Arcana is a major secret or mystery. Mm-hmm. Minor is a minor secret or mystery. Right. Yeah. Is that like secret or mystery that you're uncovering inside of showing us the card? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it might be a mystery to me, like, hey, we're going to show you this, or yes. it's going to uncover a mystery. I guess, what, is it solving a mystery or is it uncovering a mystery or secret? I feel like it's pointing to something you're not aware of so oh, like, i don't oh, like out of your, like a blind unconscious spot. it's an unconscious so like i see it Got as it. it's bringing subconscious or unconscious things that you are not aware mm-hmm. is affecting you in what you're looking at right so it's giving you a more elevated perspective because you know when you're in a situation like yes it's what's that saying about like you can't blinders. see the forest for oh, the trees or something yes yeah um that's yeah or you got blinders on you're you're too close to the situation that's why you need like a different perspective. Um, oh, got it. Yeah. So then, so that's the minor arcana. So those are just like little, I feel like those are like the little nitty gritty details of what's mm-hmm. happening, right? The major arcana is um, numbered zero through 21 and it starts out zero is the fool and it's known as the fool's journey. And so mm-hmm. basically he's going through all of these different archetypes and energies of the zero through the 21, the 20, 21 is the world card, which is like a completion card of like coming to an, a, an understanding of like seeing the interconnectedness of life. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but it's, and it doesn't just happen once in our life. It happens multiple times um, throughout our lives. We have these little, what I call spiritual awakenings, you know, and that's what I, I see as the fool's journey is like our own different spiritual awakening and wherever we are, whatever lesson we're learning. And they're, they're just major life themes that are happening at the moment. Got it. Yeah. So those are the different elements you would need to really study and learn like what they mean so that like when it comes up, I mean, of course, like I mm-hmm. had books and like little guides that I would have to reference. Right. So yeah. I tried then I try to memorize like so that I wouldn't have to do that, but it's just going to take some time and effort um, in order to memorize it. Unless you always want to have your book there too. It's not a big deal. Every deck also has a booklet that has like essential meanings and yeah. some decks or most decks have their own interpretation of it. So um, they'll have maybe a slightly different meaning than the original writer Waite Smith deck. So, okay. So you said that you would maybe do yes. a little kind of like we're coming to the end. We're in the of summer. So mm-hmm. this everyone, Bethany's going to do a tarot reading of the collective energy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in COVID. We're um, heading into the end of summer slowly. So even if you want to talk about fall, just generally what would people, um, what's the energy like and what's for them to be aware of, whether it's a yeah. major or a minor arcana? Am yeah. I saying that right? Yes, major okay. and minor arcana. 
so yeah uh, i mean usually both happen and you can tell a lot by like if you have like say there you have i only pulled five cards but three of them are major arcana you'd be like wow you're going through some a lot of changes in your life right now these uh, are okay. you know what i'm saying so like it, it, you you kind of em make an emphasis on like wow i can't there's a lot of major life themes that you can you need to pay attention to that are happening um and we also just came out of a we're coming out of a full moon yesterday Oh, look, the world card. <laughs> ah. um, full moon in Aquarius yesterday, which yes. I felt super at home in. <laughs> you, I know. I had clients like, uh, because, it's, you know, Aquariuses are really kind of the what serves humanity, the masses. Yes. But whatever it takes, kind of like I joke, I say the difference between an Aquarius and a Libra, if we try to get you out of a burning fire, mm -hmm. I would use term like, it's okay, come here coming out. Let's do it. We could do it all together. Oh yes. Like kind of like encouraging an Aquarius. Would be like, are you, do you want to fucking die? Get out of the damn building. <laughs> so fucking true. Woo. Yes. And it's, so, uh, so when people hear that kind of languaging around change, it's right. like, we're a little bit harsh. Like when the, yeah. When the yeah. universe is like, get your ass off the ground, move it. People are like, ah, I know out. I've had to learn. And again, using my intuition, I get to feel into how somebody is going to react to me. Also knowing uh -huh. their sign or like, you know, just kind of like, seeing how they talk to me, I kind of have yeah. to like adjust the way I speak to them so that <laughs> I don't like, you know, freak them out. Scare the shit out of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, and just so you know, you might've heard Bethany as she was shuffling, she shuffles the cards. And um, so I think you just laid the deck out the ones you chose. Yes. So I usually start with three at a time. And the way that I read is it's kind of like a story. So I'll okay. start with like the first one, go through the essential meanings. And then I'll, that's when that I go into my intuitive, what I'm noticing, what the storyline I feel like is. Okay. Um, so the first one is the world card and I'm going to show you, Aaron, <laughs> you guys oh, don't perfect. get to see. Um, so I feel like with COVID and everything that's happening, we're kind of experiencing a little bit more of normalcy in terms of like things are kind of going back to normal, right? We're kind mm -hmm. of coming, we can feel, and again, we're in a transition too of like mm -hmm. summer going into fall, like you had mentioned. So um, we're at this place of feeling like there's something that's complete right like we've maybe we've we've really dove into learning the lessons through whatever this covid stuff the black lives matter all of the stuff that's happening in our world mm -hmm. is showing us right um we've we've reached some kind of understanding of okay i see where i'm at also like i said we're, we're seeing how we are all so uniquely connected to each other right yeah how much we affect each other um that's to me what COVID has shown us mostly mm. is how our effect, uh, actions affect other people, yeah. you know, and how much so and how aware are we being of if I cover my mouth or if I go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like little things like that to bigger things of like, how am I eating? How am I, you know, what am I doing in my life that's healthy and what's not healthy so that I need to be worried about getting sick, you know, those yeah. kinds of things. Um, that's what I feel like the world card is representing here. It's like, we're seeing the transition. We've, we've um, learned our lessons or we're coming to the, the conclusion of, and again, full moons are about completions of things. Mm -hmm. So there's this element of like things coming full circle. We're, we're able to see the bigger picture of why things are happening in our life from a, 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 a more elevated perspective. Um, then the next card that came out, is okay then this is and so the world card is a number 21 and okay. usually in numerology you reduce the numbers down to get like, like add the, them together mm -hmm, yeah, yeah so you add them together so 21 would be two plus three, uh, one is three then we have also the three of pentacles that came out so there's two threes mm. and pentacles um, is earth sign yes okay 
Yes. And so the essential, meaning, <laughs> <laughs> the essential meaning of the three of pentacles is teamwork. It's collaboration. It's working together. Mm. So um, the way I see threes are you're bringing two things together and then creating a third, right? Oh, that's what baby I making. See. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which <laughs> there's costs the, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, do not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. That's not what she's saying. <laughs> But like, um, as, so if that was, you were just talking about COVID and the world, mm-hmm. so we have the world card and now we have this pinnacle and you're saying about working together, like teamwork. We're, we're seeing how, like I said, how our, our actions affect other people. But I think we're also learning how to work together, how to live and respect, maybe not necessarily respect, but love people or see them for who they are, no matter mm-hmm like the difference that they have, like the different views or, you know, like we're seeing and, but we're also seeing how we're also playing into all of that too. So we're not just innocent bystanders as much as we want to think, right. If something's happening in our life or like whatever is coming into our awareness, whether that's through external stuff or internal stuff, like we are seeing that we we have the power to collaborate, to, to work together, to not only manipulate in like a bad way, but you know, like energy and how we show up in the world. And, and it's teaching us how to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like collaborative, but, Mm -hmm. um, like allowing, like surrendering to working together. So maybe before some people were like, I'm super independent and I refuse to like see somebody else's perspective or do anything another way. It's kind of like we're being open to doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. And I could see that around COVID, Mm -hmm. like we have to work together. Like I can't stay healthy probably and have somewhat of, if I have to leave my house to do anything, Right. right. if you're not going to collaborate with me to stay Mm -hmm. healthy too, like exactly. So we're all in this together. We win or lose together. Exactly. Okay. And we're seeing it with the reopening of schools too. Yeah. Like we're, we're trying to figure out what's going to be best for everybody. Yeah. And we have to look at all sides of like every person, the children, the parents, the teachers, like how that's all going to work together, right? How do we make everyone feel seen and heard and supported so that we don't feel like we're leaving anyone out? And I also feel like that's what like the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and like this child and human trafficking stuff that's been coming yes. out recently too is like we're seeing how we like, okay, we're, we're making a big deal about this group of people, but wait, what about this group of people? And what about that group of people? They're all important. It's everybody, right. You know, and and maybe, maybe we haven't been seeing that before. We haven't been seeing how everyone has a unique contribution to our world and whether it's directly affecting us or not, you know? So, um, some heavy stuff. I'm telling you like the, <laughs> no, the energy is like, it's tricky. I've been it getting is. the same stuff. Yeah. But, um, but it's, if you can allow, like the, the thing that I love about the cards is like, there isn't really any emotion behind them. Right. It's not, it's like, it's kind of like, it's just a tool. Like you look at it, it's just an image and a tool. And if you even look at most of the, the faces on the people in the cards, like they don't have a lot of emotion in their face usually. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this helps people to, to remove themselves from what can be very difficult when you're having an emotional trigger or you're feeling like, you know, you're just like feeling unsafe in your body. Yeah. Right. And you can look at it from a more logical perspective. Um, sometimes that is helpful. So then we have the Knight of Swords. Um, swords which- being air. Yes. Whoop, whoop. Okay. <laughs> this is like a knight flying through the air on a horse yes. 
with this sword mm-hmm. right above his head. So what does that right. mean? So or knights. Yeah. So knights represent action. These are action mm. cards. And he is one of the, he's the fastest moving one in the deck. Um, mm. So like, you'll notice the images, like if I were to pull out more knights, um, the knight of pentacles isn't moving at all. He's just sitting mm. on his horse. And that's like the energy of the pen, of the pentacle, the earth signs, which is like, I'm slow and steady wins the race. Right. But see, like air to me is very quick moving energy, right? Yeah. And and especially if you think about air signs, we're communicative. We want to communicate and we want it done yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. You know, so um, that's why he's the fastest moving. And, but so this is about like, it can be about communication. It can be about truth. It, um, it can be about quick movement forward towards whatever you feel passionate about. You see his, his face is a little bit emotional. Like he's, he's kind if, of. If you say so, his mouth's open. Well, as, like I said, but like. <laughs> it's supposed to be showing like he's, you know, he has some kind charging. of like he looks charging. Like charging ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm looking at these cards together, that always tells me about what's happening too. So like he's charging towards the three of pentacles card, like mm-hmm. the, the way they're laying out in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, well, so what I get is we are learning how to have boundaries in terms of keeping our own truth while still, mm-hmm. Well, not allowing it to affect our relationships and our partnerships with others, right? We're learning how to, how do we have ourselves and then have this partnership and then we both collaborate and I don't have to back down and I don't have to like worry about offending you and I don't have to worry, you know, like showing up as myself um, for it to not work out. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I hear you like people need to each giving someone else their space just as you want to have space and there's room for both. Yes. Okay. So healthy boundaries. We're learning about interdependence. That's mm. what I really feel. And so, so I think we've been learning as a society for a long time about independence and codependence. And now we're learning about interdependence and what that means and what that looks like. And you um, pulled another card if anyone I did. heard. I, some I shuffling. Just, shuffling, shuffling. <laughs> I just wanted some clarification. So sometimes if I'm not super clear in a message and how it's playing in, I'll pull another card. So the emperor, the emperor came out. And he yeah. has, is that a sword? He's no, sitting on a. He's, he's holding a wand or it's oh, that's kind of a like, a, like a staff or something. I don't know. Got it. I don't and know an what those apple? things are called. No. So you know how when, when uh, royalty gets oh, anointed, yeah. yes. they, they, they have the, whatever the, I don't he's know. He's in his called. royal chair. Yes. So it's technically like, and again, that, that's also like um, the origination of uh, these cards and the images were from like royalty too. Yeah. So that's why I like these things. So he's the father archetype. So he's like, um, so yeah, the father, so that could be seen as like the father head of household or like, like really established business person. Um, someone who's just, he's stoic, but he's also very grounded. He's secure. He embodies all four of the king energies also. He also mm-hmm. represents Aries. So each major arcana card, or not all of them, but um, have also a corresponding um, zodiac. Oh, okay. So this is Aries. Um, so, but what so, the hell does that mean against those other cards? I know. Right. Um, that's a good question. What do you think it means, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cause I know Aries. Okay. So I'm going to have to like kind of talk out loud here and you can yeah. guide me. Okay. I know Aries is the youngest astrology. It's impulsive. It's driven. It wants yeah. to understand no matter what. And it's very, independent in its thinking Mm -hmm. so okay so if you put those other cards you're talking about being collaborative you're talking about the horse charging ahead moving i wonder if 
there's something, it just keeps going back to, I don't know, like something around allowing space for everyone. Like everyone's thoughts are valid at the table. You or like on an individual level, but also globally, because I keep seeing these cards that you're showing us. Mm-hmm. Globally, like making the call to action is to make space that you validate your own experience, feelings, mm-hmm. belief systems. They deserve a place at the table. But if this, if we were at a global table, everyone deserves to be at the table and to honor them with the same equal space. Yes, and that's the challenge of what we're being asked to do right now. Right. Like, how do you remain? No, that's perfect. I, I made a face like, I know. Yes. You right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I think that's super accurate because it is about how do I remain grounded in myself and who mm-hmm. I am? Cause that's the emperor. Also Aries, like if you know, Aries, like they, yeah. they're very independent, right? They yeah. don't want to listen to anyone yeah. else. And it's not like everyone, everyone, every Zodiac sign also has like a shadow and a a light side. So like there could be the shadow aspect of like being bulldozing or whatever for Aries um, being a little bit too impulsive, but the, the lighter side, you know, that the more grounded side is like, they, um, like I said, they're grounded. So they're, they're not going to budge. They're really like, Mm -hmm. and I have an Aries son, so that's exactly how he is. (laughs) So keeping yourself (laughs) while also accepting and allowing the world to, you know, and people around you to be as they are. Um, real quick, before we start talking a little bit about Oracle cards, I'll just yeah. give a little blurb. If you, if I was like, Hey, Bethany, if I'm going to buy tarot cards, which one would you recommend? I think one is which one embraces tarot the most in your opinion yeah. and which might be a good beginner's card. What yeah. would you recommend? I definitely recommend the Rider Waite Smith and uh, okay. deck, just the original, or like I have, it's called the Universal Rider Waite. It's not really much different. Um, but if you are like super rebel like me, like go with the one that you just feel called to. Like yeah. there's always themes of them. So I have one that's called like the Crystal Visions, and it's more airy fairy, and it's got like unicorns and dragons and mm-hmm. you know crystals in it. So yeah. it really just depends on your flavor. Um, but I'd say if you're really wanting to learn the essential meanings, learn the original Rider Waite Smith. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I we wanted to also save a little space for like what are oracle decks because they're basically they come out of yeah. the tarot and tarot. One of the things is you can tell that tarot has details. It's kind of like I'd say I think you said it perfectly, Bethany. It's like astrology has so many details and there's so much to learn, and tarot has so much symbolism. It, like you could, I'm I took a class in it and I was like overwhelmed with mm-hmm. how much you can interpret one card. Like I am. Yeah. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. information overload, but it really helped kind of begin to understand the link between Tarot and Oracle deck An Oracle okay. deck in which I'm using today is the wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron Reed is a very classic, uh, deck that is one I like about Oracle decks. They're a little lighter. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see any swords in the back. You're not going to see like, <laughs> I just thought, like, I remember just, and I think it comes from movies. I was like, oh, the death card. Yeah. Oh, I know people are terrified of certain cards. I'm just like, and it's okay, chill. <laughs> people to this day will say, please don't tell me when I'm going to die. I'm like, all right, you don't tell me either, because that's about <laughs> as close as I know when you're going to die. Very rarely <laughs> anything come in like that. Right. But, um, and the other thing with Oracle decks is it's, they're a little bit more modern in, mm-hmm. They might uh, reflect more diversity. They also have words. So like I'm pulling a card. Let's say I'm going to build from your cards, okay? Okay. 
So if I pulled a card from the Wisdom of the Oracle deck, um, this one and... So how do you pick your cards? Because I can't see what you're doing. I'm pulling cards similar to you, uh -huh. but I'm not as graceful. You like, you're like a- If they're big, I'm not graceful. Vegas dealer. Like, <laughs> I'm like, mine just kind of, I don't know if it's because I touch them too much and they're, you know, so I have this. <laughs> um, but no, and then, oh, and I also want to acknowledge that. So I'm pulling from a classic deck. Another Oracle deck that I love that helps people is any animal decks. Mm -hmm. Animal decks are great with kids because we can understand. We look at animals, we get a vibe off of them. Yeah. So you pull open um, an animal deck that is a version of an Oracle deck. Um, you might be able to be like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh, spider energy. Oh, it's like a zebra. Like we have senses. Yes. If you saw an alligator and you saw a horse, you're going to get mm -hmm. two different yeah. senses of the kind of energy they are and it's not too hard for us to gather um and i think i love them and i know kids adore them yes so i have i bought one for my son he doesn't oh, use you? it that much but <laughs> I know, Aries, I um so i pulled the first to be fair mm. and i'm just gonna read both of these um and then this is generation you could read it backwards i'm like what does it say um, and then third is the tribe. Ooh. And so to be fair is kind of a very pretty picture of someone holding the scales like for Libra. Mm -hmm. And then regeneration is this burning kind of tree coming out of like volcanic ground. And then the tribe is all about like animals coming together, being all sweet and cute. Mm -hmm. And what I get is being fair. It's almost like the golden rule, which is to ask and give which to give what you've asked for to like treat advice. other people the way you want to be treated kind totally. of totally yeah but, but in the sense the one thing i always like to a caveat to that is people might want it a little different like you know mm, yeah your name's john looks like john to me but you're like no my name i say john like who freaking cares say it the way the person wants them like exactly giving being fair that you're being getting and giving in mm -hmm. equal measure because we're inside of a transformation. Yes. And it feels like a little bit of a burning one. Like this one is yeah. like got a little rub to it. Like burning oh. shit to the ground. Oh, like. it is. <laughs> and it's, and the crazy thing is, is it doesn't matter. Like sometimes we go through transformation, like you getting a divorce, that's mm -hmm. transformative. When my yeah. husband died, right. Or starting right. a business mm -hmm. that has elements that I say, oh, I'm starting a business. People are going to know, oh, you're in a transformation. Mm -hmm. but when it comes to this type of energy, collective energy, it's happening to us regardless. Like we can't go in, yeah. we cannot hide from it. Right. Um, and then I was like, okay, so we know that we're going through this transform transformation and to look for ways to soothe, mm -hmm. ways to um, have um, respites, to lean on people or lean on whatever makes you feel soothed. Right. And that's what I see with the tribe is like, how do I soften this sometimes? Because right. for some, I wrote a post about like, I was all excited about COVID at first. Like, oh, stay home. I'm an introvert. Right. And then after a few weeks, no, probably actually a few months, I'll be really honest. And then I was... <laughs> fine for a few months seriously Moved all my clients remotely blah 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 then i was like uh i want to go do stuff like mm -hmm. i'm getting a i'm getting restless yeah 
And so I reconfigured, how am I going to do this COVID that I can also take care of myself and still find joy. Mm -hmm. And slowly we kind of extended our unit. Um, I, um, my boyfriend and I, um, isolated together with our kids and slowly we added families Mm -hmm. that were kind of isolating the way we were. And, I'm finding that our life is a little bit more robust, which comes back to the way you said with the cards is like, it feels there's a little bit normalcy, like how to pull in normalcy that's also um, being protected, like still protecting yourself. Yeah. So that's the the deck. The last thing I want to add, and then I'll ask you before we head out, Mm -hmm. and is I know you said it is how to find a deck. I use what, what attracts me. Right. Right. Like which one looks, which one feels. And most stores, if you go to like a store that has them, they have yeah. a, you know, one that you could play with and look at. And right. if you go to Amazon or Hey House Radio has a lot of them and a lot of people mm-hmm. sell them independently, they'll show you the first two couple of yeah. cards, right? Mm-hmm. I say go with what feels right, not what you think is going to be right. Because yes. usually I will guarantee I've bought, I have Okay, I'm gonna admit to you. I think I have, I think I have like twenty to thirty decks. How many do you have? Ooh, uh, probably about fifty, and that's including <gasps> both oracle and tarot cards. So, because I do use oracle too. Yeah, I have like two tarot. I have tarot more cards. oracle though than I do tarot. Oh, really? Because I, I generally when I have a tarot deck that I use, I just use that one for like a long time until like I'm like, oh, I want to try a new one. So, okay, yeah, the oracle I bring in like if you do, if you'll see, like I will do, I'll have one tarot deck I use, and then yes. I'll bring in like four, like three to four different oracle decks, and then I'll choose like one or two at the end. And you pull those because I, I know I pull oracle cards daily. Mm-hmm. And my email, I'll do like a general energy. How often yeah. do you pull like this? We're talking about on social media. How often right. do you pull for? I'm so I'm start I'm restructuring it right now for, but I you try to do it like every Tuesday. So I do Tarot Tuesday. Okay. Um, and then also I do it every new moon and full moon. Um, okay. Whether that's either a reading on YouTube or just Instagram. Um, okay. And then yeah, I'm I, then I do like uh, love and relationship readings, just like kind of general random on YouTube as well. And is it, okay, we'll find out where we can find you. Yes. So those, and you'll find that people have, there's people, there's tons of readers on the webs, on the web, YouTube, on Instagram, social media. So finding the ones that you like, and sometimes even if you find a tarot or a, um, I don't know, are all your tarot writers dead? Mine are mostly alive. (laughs) (laughs) They're newer, but I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, I don't look into things like that. I know. I just realized like, oh, <laughs> I just well, enjoy their say, products. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, if you like Colette Baron reed go, she'll pull cards. Oh, yeah. So go to follow her. If you mm-hmm. like, um, Denise Lynn, who I just freaking love. I love Denise mm-hmm. Lynn. Um, I, she, I, I think, yeah, the Oracle on her, uh, deck creators probably are all mostly alive. Okay. <laughs> So if you want dead readers, if you're using the Rider Waite Smith, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. But maybe you could channel them. We'll see. Maybe uh, <laughs> their energy lives on through the cards. <laughs> so um, yes, okay. So Bethany, if yes. someone said, "Hey, I want to follow you and to hear about your see your readings, uh, whether full moon, new moon, or weekly, your Tarot Tuesday, or just get a session with you," mm-hmm. where the hell do they go? Well, first, everything is obviously on my website, which is empoweringauthenticity.com. 
Um, and then Instagram, I usually, that's the other centralized kind of social media I post everywhere else. I do also have a Facebook page, but it's always empowering authenticity that you can find me at. So search that also on YouTube. Awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you. And what about you? Where can everyone oh, find you? They can find me again, AaronPruitt.com. That's my website, Aaron Pruitt on Facebook. And then the real Aaron Pruitt, because I started becoming a diva, I guess, on Instagram. <laughs> and I pull them daily, just kind of giving the energy. I always look uh, forward to your messages. You? I always appreciate oh. that you get up early, too, because they're always there when I wake up. And I'm I like, try. yeah, there's my message for the day. <laughs> I try. I'm like, all right, go. Like this morning, oh, I wasn't. I got up really early, so I waited until afterwards. Yeah. But. I did I notice that this morning too. I was like, dang it. She hasn't posted yet. <laughs> I know, and you were actually, I looked in, you were my first one that looked at him. <laughs> Yay. I, um, yeah, I like to do them early and I like to, because I have my guiding places that I go. Like I, mm -hmm. I see yours and I like about Bethany too. If any of you really like to see a theme come through, you know, she posts weekly. She really takes a concept and then talks about it in ways that either refers uh, resources or takes the conversation deep, deeper. Mm -hmm. So for that kind of detailed piece, I really think you do a really good job of driving it through. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. I do. Yeah. I'm like, we were talking about this before we, well, we were attempting to record multiple times and it's oh, like, right. I'm very long winded. So I will go deep into a topic. So <laughs> if you want to go deep, Come see me. <laughs> yes, yes. But she doesn't do clients. She just, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't do clients, remember? <laughs> Unless uh, you're cute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you have dick. Yeah. And if you, Sorry. And that we're going to have to talk about size also, so. Oh, oh well. Okay. <laughs> kidding. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's kind of kidding, not kidding. I think that, I think she might be talking. I mean, we will talk later about stuff. So just so you Stay know, tuned. Bethany, if is really that will be the driving force of anything that's intuitive and sexual because she's like a hell yes i'm like a what do i have to do so um right i did a dating group a mindful dating with aaron where she was leading it and uh -huh. that was like some of the feedback that i would consistently get was like is your humper driving the picking <laughs> I drove her crazy. I'm like, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I was like, Bethany, I mean, I can see a theme here. You're like, what? And I'm like, you want to hump them all. But what about like, are they spiritually intellectual? You're like, well, let's go with the humper Aaron and then we can follow up. Right. Uh, no. you know. Does that work? No. Yeah. So <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to us next. Yeah. Uh, we should be talking about intuition. Mm -hmm. And if you want to stay tuned, um, Bethany's going to do a short reading for me. We, um, intuitive hits is we're going to have this cornerstone afterwards mm -hmm. and we'll start with me and then super pay attention because we'll start letting you know when we're going to read you and yes. our listeners an opportunity to be read by Bethany or me, or sometimes we have someone cool on. Yeah. Um, because you know, I like free shit. Me too. And I like information. So I, we want to share that with all of you. So yep. have a great day. Stay tuned if you want to hear what the hell Bethany has to say about me. Probably turn whoop, on my whoop. head or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. Thanks so for being with us, being podcast where we keep experiencing everything. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. All right. Bye.